With the magnitude 6.5 earthquake felt in Seddon and Wellington on the 21st of July and the subsequent aftershocks, many have jumped into action and put in place emergency plans and survival kits. But for a group of marae whanau in Wellington in the Hutt Valley region, they're taking that preparedness to another level with ongoing civil emergency training sparked initially by the Christchurch 2011 earthquakes. The training for marae began early last year with a practice run on how to turn their marae into a welfare centre, a place for evacuees to go to. Civil defence and marae and how do those partnerships work in the event of an emergency? And Angie, is your name? Yes, hello. What's your role at Civil Defence? I'm a Senior Advisor, Emergency Management. So what I'm doing is I'm working with the Marae so that they can actually set up during an emergency situation um, to take in evacuees and um, just to kind of expand it a bit how they can work together with the other social agencies and volunteers and how we can look after the community together. So it's um, described as a welfare centre, which yes, I didn't it, really... Yeah, it is a welfare centre because... Uh, we're looking after the welfare of the community and we're providing kind of like welfare and social um, services to those people who can't help themselves. Yeah. yeah. And um, you spoke, you did a presentation um, this morning. Just to kind of sum up everything, you talked about communications, you talked about catering, all those details that it takes to ensure um, a successful, smooth-running welfare centre in the event of something that's devastating for people. Yeah, and, um, and registration, because you know people need to register. They come in. Um, we want to be able to make sure that they can reconnect with the community, that they've got access to other financial services, which they have to register. Um, we have information sections so that people can keep up to date on public information, because that's so important to people. They can never get enough public information. And the social services, giving them access to, um, to trauma support or to financial services or to accommodation services. How important is the relationship between civil defence and local marae? Oh, it's extremely important and um, I think that we're fortunate up here we've always um, tried to get in there and, and work together and um, visited the marae and talked with the marae and in Christchurch it was it was very noticeable. Um, was it Ehua marae down there that catered for the some of the Christchurch evacuees? Yeah, that's right and um, I, I don't think there was the connection soon enough between civil defence and the marae down right. there and so what I'm trying to stress to our marae up here is that if we don't get in touch with you, you make sure you get in touch with us. We're here to support you and what you do and to share information and resources. So, yeah, it's, it gets busy, but make sure you get in touch because we're here for you as well. So right now I'm here with Bill, Bill Rawiri and uh, Joe McLeod. Kia ora, Bill. Kia ora. Which marae do you represent? Nahuwhau uh, Papararangi, Papakainga. In Newlands? In Newlands, yeah. <laughs> and Joe McLeod, kia ora Joe. Kia ora. And which marae do you uh, represent? Nō te kākano marae tēne. Nō te kākano, that's in... Uh, Moira. Moira, Moira. Yeah. How do you think this kind of session will benefit both of your marae? I think it will be absolutely priceless in terms of how we educate our whānau to help themselves help the community. And at the drop of a hat, should the call come, we'll be ready. Yeah, that's and the goal. In particular, I was... It's uh, appropriate that Joe is here because after the Christchurch um, emergency, we had people who used to be around our area ask if they could stay at the Papakainga. We said, sure, open the doors. 
and first night was a few, then 27, then 42, and it got too many, in fact. And the council said because we didn't have enough appropriate facilities that they went on to Kākanoa. And so it was good that we were actually able to escort them over to uh, Joe's Marae there. So it's, you have like a, a network of that you communicate Marae to Marae in Wellington? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in this particular case, because a lot of them were from Tūhoi, uh, you know, that's and, and that's basically how this, this group was formed. And then Alma jumped in on the bank and said, hey guys, we need to do something for our people. And the outcome of that was the uh, the caring of our whanau from Christchurch. And also Kōkiri Marae, because when we took our 42 members over to their marae, uh, we kept coming to support them and uh, entertainment and the, the clothes that were dropped off, uh, they'd either go there or to... Um, Kākanoa, yeah, so all the other marae, and it was from that meeting there that formed the basis for this. So we said, okay, why don't we have a coordinated marae approach? This is exactly what we're doing now, and this is the first day of the Train the Trainers. Hmm. So in the wake of the Christchurch earthquakes, as, as, as representatives of your marae, what, what did you need that you didn't quite have that, that, that could have been improved, like welfare centres, uh, volunteers, numbers on the ground? We had the heart, the spirit, the aroha, but we didn't have the knowledge of the other things like we never thought perhaps of the pets and things like this, but we just did what was we thought was yeah. appropriate at the time. And it was lovely, however, now to have a more structured and organised facility, for example, radio frequencies, um, having the right forms available, the right access to people, um, coordinated responses is far, far better for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing is that there's 10 marae or 12 in our group here. We have a noho every month and look at things, but this is the first training noho per se. Uh, but we've, we're now brought on, uh, Joe got in touch with Southern Hospitality, yeah. Yeah. and they are providing the designer and engineer expertise um, about siting water tanks on marae property and how to connect the gases and the different other facilities that will require, such as storage of diesel for the generators on each marae when we don't have to then rely on the mains power. We're going to actually go through the process of setting up a big wealthy centre, like a full-scale wealthy centre, and then I'm going to get the people to do that, and then we're also going to actually go around and people are going to work in their little sections, and they're going to provide a little briefing back to us on what they do in their sections. Excellent. Angie from Civil Defence, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, so right now, welfare centre... Um, uh, is basically this kai here at Wainua Matamarae has been utilised as a welfare centre. So the kai has got all these um, notices on the wall, registration, information, message board, information, social services, catering. And they're setting up various tables. And you're wearing a yellow vest. Yes, yes, to say that, yeah. Which marae are you here from? I'm from Tatatupo. And I also... Um, Where's that have, marae? It's on the Hutt Road. It's the Hutt Road in, Bato- in Batoni. It's one of the old, It's the oldest marae in Batoni. Te Tatau o Te Pō. Tatau o Te Pō. Which is Taranaki. Te Atiawa. Yeah. Kapai. Do you think this type of um, hui is important to our marae? I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Especially... Um, you know, nowadays we, you know, we we hold a lot more on the marae, but also the people who come, 
a lot of them don't know, you know, and and it's it's an idea, it's a way of them learning, so they can also take it back to their home and put that into practice, you know, learning the different skills of um, civil defence. Yeah. And so we're doing a mock welfare centre, so people yeah. will come through that main door, and yeah. you're the very first person they see. Well, there's a lady there yes. who's going to greet them, okay, and then she's going to bring them over here, and I basically take their details. And yeah, and tell you know, these are different agencies around who can help them. So I'll just, I suppose, I just direct them to the different place. Yes. Have you found the information handy? Yes, I have. Yes. Order. From Wainui Omata Marai, Linda Olson. I manage this marae. What's the name of the farikai? Uh, farikai te puna o te ora. Te puna o te ora. Yeah. Kapai. Farinui is Pukeatua. Oh, Pukeatua marae. The name of the marae is Wainui or Mata marae. Yeah. Oh, choice. Oh, thank so you. So we've been it. doing this for a few years now. Oh, not, yeah, we did, I think we did an exercise about four or five years ago. We've sort of had it in the plans for the past ten years, and we're very seriously about the registration. Whenever we have groups come into our marae, we get that, we've got our own registration yep. form. Some people don't take it seriously, but we do. So that if there's a time of evacuation, we've got the list of who's on the premises and that our evacuation process has been given to them when before they start participating in the Kapai. Kia ora, kia ora, Linda. So, you know, the community of Wainui Omata, how many people, what's the population do you live oh, here? There's 17 to 18,000 18, people. But um, I think it's gone down a little bit due to the fact of people moving to Australia. Yeah. And um, we have a resilience committee set up in the community where um, some of our members are active there to, to know so that we're not just doing this on our own. Yeah. But our practice is that we're completely isolated. It's, we're not relying on anyone else outside the over the outside. But if, if, the, if the army's here at the time, or if there's people here at the time, well, that's our luck. But... We're um, we're practicing to be resilient, and we're practicing to be isolated yeah. from all around. But right. the beautiful thing about Wainamata, we've got hills, so if people are really desperate to get over the hill, they'll walk. They'll walk if it's a disaster. If if they survive, or if this building survives, we'll survive. But if we don't survive, well, there's always other survival areas like welfare centres that are like the churches. I think they've been designated. The schools are designated as civil defence. Um, but our marae here, we're designated as a welfare centre, and we've done, yeah. We haven't had a, a real disaster. But, but hey, you're prepared yeah. for it. We're prepared, and we won't be full guilty about not being, if anything happens, we've not got no guilt on our yeah. conscience. Mm. Mm. And this is a huge marae, the wharekai, I mean, yeah. this is huge. So yes. the ability for this marae to cope with uh, in a disaster is, well, it's, it's got the space. Yeah, and... Um, and I, I think um, the building is um, solid, so, but we're prepared whether we crumble or not. So the first thing we're going to do when we do get in there is we, we have to sign in somehow, but one of the first things we'll do is we'll go and have a look at our checklist up on the board, because that gives us all our steps of what we need to do. So um, we just start having a look at the board, um, and it tells us step by step what to do, and then collectively we all just help set up the um, centre together. Once we physically set it up, that's when we go through the process of um, allocating, getting tasks and 
roles and assignments to do. So we'll just physically set it up first. So we're just moving around the uh, welfare centre, the mock welfare centre, and we're at accommodation. Uh, kia ora, we're the accommodation table. It's a bit like housing. You're looking for something, you could call it out, they've got it, then you give it, you get a house. <laughs> so they come in here, and our first thing really is to, before they get here, we would have gone to the different agencies and completed an accommodation <coughs> form, which unfortunately isn't in our pack, but the runner's gone to get it from the supervisor, so we'll get those down. And that's really saying, what is it that the individual or individual, or the whanau, or whatever, what is it they want? Meanwhile, we would have done a list from Housing Corp, from the local motels, the marae, private accommodation, a whole lot of hosts of things, uh, motor camps and so on, that is available. And we'll also have people saying, look, I've got a spare room, or I can take a couple at my place. So they come under the billets. We have temporary accommodation, and that may be where a family goes in for a short time, maybe there's something from... Uh, people say, well, I was going to rent that house out or we're not using that one, we're doing it up and all those sort of things. So it really is, what do you want? It comes there and we match people together. That's pretty much what this desk, desk does. Um, and so if we had the form, I'm sure we would have been... OK, so we just wrote up a couple of examples. Joe Bloggs come in, one is one room. Well, ideal for a billet. OK, somebody can take one person. We had a, the Kayo family come in, two kids, uh, three, two adults, three kids... One a house, where have we got? Housing New Zealand, of course, is the main one. And then we work through all the list of the other places that are available. Right? Another people that we thought about accommodation is the volunteers that come, where they're going to stay. So maybe in this case they'd be on the marae here. So they're close by. So that sort of thing. So it's just a matter of what do you want, what have we got, matching them together and moving on. Got it. Well, we're social services. And we're responsible to the centre supervisor. Uh, and, and our uh, brief really is to coordinate uh, the range of social services uh, that, that may have a need uh, for their services. Uh, agencies like uh, uh, Work and Income, Victim support, child use and family, <coughs> social workers, counselling, interpreters, legal advice, etc., etc. They make their way here. We 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 first introduce them to the centre supervisor, and uh, we allocate the space for them and privacy, and and leave them to get on. Our, our role is just to coordinate that as as the clientele come in the door. We we've just Refer them on, but we'll learn as we go. Kira, we're the clothing department, and um, we've, we've figured out that we're not just the clothing department. We do blankets and personal items for evacuees. We give <coughs> evacuees clothes when they need it, and personal items. Um, we discuss their sizing. We give them somewhere to go to get changed or shower provide a bag for the dirty clothing, take the dirty clothing away, and it says here that dirty clothing will be destroyed later, unless otherwise arranged, and keep accurate records of incoming and outgoing stock. And So, so our, uh, our responsibility is the provision of clothing, blankets, and personal items to evacuees.
and our boss is the centre supervisor. Closing. We're the volunteer coordinators. Um, again, responding to the centre supervisor. We're responsible for coordinating officer assistance from the public and also coordinating um, volunteers with the work available. So if somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm happy to help, I've got these skills, and it doesn't honestly matter whether it's sweeping floors, washing dishes, meeting great people, anything people can do to help, we'll have a list of jobs that are available and a list of people that are available, and we try and match them up. And that's pretty much our role. Okay. Hi, we're the um, information desk, and we're responsible to the um, Welfare Centre Supervisor. Um, basically, we take in uh, information from the general public and any other sources. Um, we need we maintain the information board, so any information that we get, we need to um, confirm it, whether it's with contractors or emergency services or with the welfare supervisor, um, and we put public information up on the information board. Um, we're also responsible for doing a SITREP report, a two-hourly report to the Emergency Communication Centre. Um, so we also um, need to find out from each section what resources and everything they require. Um, also the operations, we need to check with the operations manager because they'll be taking those reports. So we get that information, we fill out the um, report and we go to communications to transmit that to the um, emergency operations centre. So that's basically what we do. So we're heading off to the catering. healthy and it keeps the tempers down. Hello <laughs> <laughs> everyone, um, welcome to the Animal Welfare Centre. Um, we're basically here to any animals that are brought in, so we're to um, supervise that and make sure that the animals are taken care of. Um, so that's overseeing the coordination and well-being of all the animals brought to the centre. So we had to think about it and we came up with two types of animals that are being brought here. One are pets and the others are like some strays or random pets that aren't here. So we need to take that into consideration when filling out a registration form. So we don't want to be putting animals that are lost or animals that belong to people out on the collection area for the council to come and pick up and then people's pets go off to um, some other place. So that's a really important point that we thought of. And also, as I mentioned, it's liaising with the authorities. So once we do get a, an animal here, it's housing them in an area and then notifying the correct authorities to come in and pick them up, such as the um, Hutt City Council um, Animal Control 
We also went for a little hikoi outside to see where we can place these animals and there's um, a bit of grass area and some trees so the trees will provide shelter. We also had a suggestion as well, maybe not having the animal centre or welfare centre out the front but more around the back because we don't want people coming into the welfare centre and being too scared to come in because there's some dog yapping at them at the gate and they're too scared to come in. So maybe we could have a sign here saying animal welfare but take it around the back and then yeah, and then that way won't smell or anything as well. Wait, there's more. Radio. <laughs> We're responsible to the centre manager and centre supervisor, and our job is to set up the radio if we've got no uh, power or anything. These boys are trained. To get the battery out of your car, pop it up to our radio. <laughs> get our radio. Get our radio. Get our radio going. Um, and then, and then we need to. Well, our identifying uh, name to, when we get in touch with EOC is Wainui Marae. Um, like Wainui Marae Welfare Centre. Yeah, just also going on there, um, just making sure that we've got clear radio contact with the outside world. Making sure we're um, getting those inf vital messages backwards and forwards, um, that we're recording it, making sure it's down on the paper. So if you have to change, uh, a person has to go for a couple of hours or break or to the toilet, someone else, that person can't be there, someone else can read the message and go, oh, there's an incoming message and they can easily follow on and make sure there's a recorded message down. Yeah. Thank you. Kia ora. The whanau there from Marae in the Wellington and Hutt Valley region. That hui was recorded at Wainui Omata Marae in March last year. Now, if you're involved in the day-to-day -day running of your marae, then perhaps get in touch with your nearest civil defence to find out uh, more about setting up your marae as a welfare centre.